Welcome to the Freedom and Scrubs podcast. We are your hosts, Kim and Aaron G. This is episode 37, all about the pros and cons of healthcare traveling as a couple. This episode is actually going to be a lot of fun because, you know, it's something that we get asked all the time about traveling as a couple. Um, So we're going to give you all the insights, all the pros, all the cons, all the dirt on traveling as a couple. And for those of you guys who don't know us, we have been traveling as a couple for the last eight years of our life, traveling around the U.S., everything we own fits in our Jeep. It's just Aaron, myself, and our pug. And so this is definitely one of our expertise. Absolutely. And so we're, yeah, this is going to be our our insight, our takeaways. And we hope that you, if you're considering traveling as a couple, you'll be able to walk away from this episode deciding if it's a good fit for you or not. Um, that being said, if you are considering traveling as a couple, may we suggest that you start it off with diving into our online course for healthcare travelers that literally walks you through step-by-step, lesson-by-lesson, everything there is to know about traveling, and it gives you all the tools and support to really help set yourself up for success. So go check that out. Traveler's School, you can check it out on our website, kimandarengcom forward slash T-School. Yeah, and all that information will be in the show notes, but I do want to add to even if one of you is in healthcare and one of you is not, uh, we've had a lot of students go through it where that has been their um, situation. And we have a lot of exercises that come along with traveler school. And we've had a couple in there that um, one was a nurse practitioner and the other one wasn't in healthcare. And they actually did the exercises, got really clear together on why they wanted to travel and said they learned something new about themselves that they had not known. They'd been married 13 years, which was really cool because it gave the insight to what they're, you know, what they were thinking about traveling and they had, had them talking about it and got them really clear and they decided to make the move. And that was with one in healthcare, one in, that wasn't. Exactly. This episode, we're going to speak specifically about traveling as a couple. But again, even if you are only one of you, if you're planning on traveling as a couple, but only one of you works in healthcare, the course is great to go through together. And so everybody's kind of on the same page and everyone gets excited and everyone gets planned and prepared together. And so you're on the same page. So check it out, Traveler School. You get all the information on our website. And with that, let's get into the episode. Let's do it. Okay, so we are, at the time of this recording, we are currently still in New Zealand. Yes, we are. We have have two days left, and we are at Lake Takapo. 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 We are in Mount Cook Village, and we were planning on staying and doing a couple hikes, but we just ran into the yuckiest weather where it was less of like a hiking vibe and more of... Of a survival guide by survival... Well, I was going to say more of like a cuddle in bed vibe. Yeah. But if we would have went on the hike, it would have been more of a survival vibe. Well, it wasn't. I mean, the whole part of the hiking is that it's so beautiful and you want to be able to see everything around you. And the fog was so thick, you literally couldn't see Well, and even the blogs that you read, they said that if it's raining at a certain point, it's just better to turn around. Exactly. So that being said, we decided to pack it up and head to Lake Takapo, and we currently have been crashing in a hotel room. Mm -hmm. Our van is parked (laughs) in a parking spot. For 
this is so typical. This is so typical us. We're literally the worst van life people ever. I wouldn't say that at all. I think that's very extreme. I, I guess it has a shelf life for us. Like, if you guys went back the episode before this, is all the pros and cons of living in a van. And if you're ever considering it, go listen to that episode. It's actually kind of funny. But... We realized that the first two weeks were amazing and fun, and it's all been this really cool experience, and I wouldn't trade it in for the world. But after the two weeks, it just became kind of like a, all right, we're over it. We need more space. We want to spread out. We want to be comfortable. And we are kind of just over the whole van. So Yeah, we were. I mean, and it was, again, like... We're we're in a van. Like it's not like a RV. RV. Yeah. It is a van that does have a kitchenette, a bathroom, and a bed smashed into it. Yeah. So I mean, it is literally a Toyota like Rav Four, like with a camper. <laughs> it might as well be. What's the? There's a Toyota van that's like famous, and I Sienna Toyota oh my Sienna. God. Yeah, and that's what it is, just with an upper deck. Yeah, and like so, we realize just for speaking for ourselves that we we prefer more space and um so that being said we are crashing in a hotel for the next well Well, tonight tonight, we did it two nights tomorrow is our last day here in new zealand we're going to drop off the van and then we will be in the air on the way home when this podcast releases back to san francisco and getting ready to drive across our country (sighs) picking up our dog and literally driving across the country i feel like we're gonna do this we need to calculate how many miles you've driven mm-hmm. because I feel like you've been driving for just months, months. and months and months. And I months have. And, and that's the thing is like, it was funny because we're going to drive 30, 34, like 3,500 miles home yeah. from California because we have to, we're going to Austin and then we're going to Rockwood, Tennessee and then down. So there's some detours. Um, and then I, I swear I've driven that here. I mean, I've driven the entire length of, both islands of New Zealand. Yeah. It's been quite an experience, <laughs> to say awesome. the least. And if you want to get an insight, like actual visual of our van and, and what we have been living in, there is a video on our YouTube that was just released like a week ago. And it's a camper van tour. So you can actually see what we're talking about, us picking it up for the first time, Aaron driving on the wrong side of the road for the first time, all of that. Um, you the can, opposite side. I was driving yeah, on the Yeah, I say wrong because right. it feels very wrong yes, to be on that side. But you can go to our YouTube channel, Kim and Aaron G, and go check that out because yeah. it's kind of funny. And make sure to subscribe because we have a lot of videos coming out, but we do have the entire New Zealand series that's coming too. I can't wait. Aaron has 10 videos. 10, 11 videos to do. Chop, chop. I know. All right, let's div- dive into yeah, pros and cons real. of traveling as a couple. So... As we mentioned, we've been traveling for eight years. We obviously travel as a couple. We That's our jam. We've never done it any other way, even though we have separated on a couple of contracts. We have. But for the most part, we travel as a team. And again, this podcast is just to share our experiences, share some pros and cons, so that if you are a couple that's currently working in healthcare and you're, you're exploring the idea of traveling, then... This podcast will give you some insight to help you make that decision. Yeah. So obviously, if you both work in healthcare, it's it's super simple, right? It's kind of you guys are both embarking on a journey together to find contracts. But what if one of you doesn't work in healthcare? And we get that question a lot, actually. Well, right. And we're not going to dive too much into that. But there are definitely ways to travel as a couple with one of you 
working. Um, obviously, if one of you works in healthcare and the other one has a job that they can work from home and work remotely, that's ideal, right? That's the ideal situation. There's lots of travelers that the the one who doesn't work in healthcare will pick up like an Uber job or a delivery job or something that, you know, they can kind of just pick up as like a short-term thing. Um, I also wanted to add too, you know, again, the Marie Forleo term, everything is figure outable. Um, if you really want to do this, it's it's really not that difficult to figure out. And And one tip that you guys may have never thought of, um, but we see it a lot in our world is if if one of you is in healthcare and the other one has computer skills, like basically, you know, editing or photoshopping or, you know, doing different little business things online like um, Microsoft Excel, Microsoft Word. There's a lot of like jobs online that you can pick up and doing graphics or something for online entrepreneurs and they pay you know, an hourly rate and there's even virtual assistants that you can look into. So even if you took one contract and just learned everything you needed to learn and then develop that skill and then you could pick up a job as a virtual assistant and work anywhere. That's true. Which is a great thriving job right now. It is. I mean, it's huge. We There's a company called, is it... Oh. Gosh, we just... Balayage, no. Balayage. It's something like that, but it's actually where somebody like us, who if we were looking for a virtual assistant to help, we could just go to this website and they actually pair you with the perfect match for it's you. It's basically the company of just like a healthcare traveling company. Yeah. Exactly. It's basically the same thing. Yeah. They except pay- you're a virtual assistant. Right. Um, that's a great time to start a side hustle if it's something that you've been thinking about because you have so much extra time there. When we first started traveling, the first contract Aaron took, I didn't work. And it was the first time in my adult life that I had three months where I wasn't working. And it was almost like, wow, like, what do I do at this time? What do I want to do? How, you know, every time we're, you know, in the grind and we're working our 40 hour weeks, there's always those thoughts of like, if I wasn't working right now, this is what I would do, or this is how I would want to spend my time. And so I actually had that time to be like, what would I want to do? And so I started writing and that's actually where our first blog came from. It was called Spider Pug Lifestyle. <laughs> Don't ask. But I started a blog about our travels, right? And so I used that time to kind of walk out something I was really interested and passionate about. Right. And I always say too that healthcare traveling is great for the adventure. It's great for the money. And I think a lot of people focus on that. But what they do not focus on is the best gift in life and that is time Mm -hmm. and you get time especially if you're working as a couple you can set that up even if it's one contract that you could literally take off while the other one works and get time the best gift in the world well when i was when i when i took my first contract in wisconsin you were off yep and so you want to talk a little yeah, bit about Yeah, I that? literally, one, I had to call Kim's stepdad because I needed to talk because I never heard all the voices in my head so quietly um, before because I never sat still that long. You know, and like you said, it was the first time in my adult life where I wasn't working or grinding hard. Or had know? an eight-hour distraction every day. Eight-hour, 10-hour, 12-hour call, all that yeah. stuff. So um, I literally didn't know what to do for the first couple of weeks and felt really lost and then literally just started carving away at things. So I was like, I want to really learn the guitar. So I started learning the guitar. I literally went to a gym and met these guys and started doing free marketing for them where I was like, yo, print me out some flyers and I'm going to go hand out flyers at the grocery store because more people need to come to this gym because they were a gift to this community. And so I just started doing things and then I realized I'm not a big fan of handing out flyers to strangers, 
But it literally was just step by step. I started writing. I started doing all sorts of things and realized that I really liked fitness to the level of teaching fitness. Well, and having that time, honestly really is what sparked our whole entrepreneurial journey because from there we decided that we wanted to become you know personal trainers which led to our first fitness business and all of that so I think the big takeaway here is like if you don't have a if you don't have a remote job yet if you're not picking up a driving gig or whatever maybe sit and and use that time to be like what would I do what would I want to do and just allow yourself and your thoughts to wander and have fun and be creative with it and see what could come out of that. Absolutely. And I think that's the biggest thing is when I was playing the guitar, I realized that, you know, all I wanted to do was be able to play and play songs for people when they came over and we were having a couple beers and I wanted to learn a couple songs. And I realized like I don't have the dedication or the want to to really learn it. So then you just move on to the next thing. So be gentle with yourself and just try things because, again, you have the time to do it. Exactly. Utilize the time. Have fun with it. The other cool thing is we call it house husband and housewife. Domestic God. Or, okay, sorry. Aaron prefers to be called domestic God. Mm-hmm. I need to come up with a cool Domestic cool name. goddess. Okay. But while the other person's working, it's so nice. This is one of my favorite things is that say I was just working and Aaron was home. He would take care of everything so Mm -hmm. when i say everything i mean laundry grocery shopping cooking dinner packing lunches like every chore everything you could think of so the only thing i had to do was go to work work my 40 hours and when i came home that was like our time Mm -hmm. so it was like on the time on the weekends let's plan adventures during the week what do we want to do so i didn't have to think about the chores and stuff like that and that was a huge asset to our overall time and being able to experience and mind you when you're used to an eight-hour day and you actually put the nose to the grindstone and literally wake up as a mission to take care of the chores but also have the time for yourself it can be done that's what we did so I was in Wisconsin. I did the grocery store. I cleaned up. I used to put chocolates on oh my God. pillow. I will say in the domestic god versus domestic goddess department, you hands down like bow to you. You completely take the cake of like being number one because I mean, I was okay at it, but like you really went above and beyond where I would come home. My jammies were laid out. There's a chocolate on my bed. The pillows were, or the blankets were pulled back. Like you took the best care of me. I would literally. I loved so it. Kim, I know her so well. And like just the smell of bleach and Windex oh. makes her so excited. Oh, I'm getting frisky. And so I literally wouldn't have to clean. She would come home at 730. So I'd get dinner started. And as it's going, I would be spraying and cleaning. And so that way, when she walked in, it would be the smell of bleach and Windex. There would be no streaks on the windows and dinner would be almost done. So it was like all these smells. Uh, She came home with a smile on her face every night and then she'd go in and see her jammies. And then we would enjoy her night until or the night until she went to bed. And I love that because it gave me the whole day to myself. And then I would just scramble at the end and get everything done, which I loved. You were the best. You know the way to my heart and my pants. Bleach, (laughs) Windex, a clean mirror. And and good meal. Good meal and jammies. Yeah. All right, winning. And then the last thing I want to say about this is that um, there are couples who travel with kids. And one of them, obviously, who works in the hospital, works in the hospital. And the one stays home as the parent and... They homeschool and do kind of all that and stuff. Adventures and 
Yeah, so there's lots of different ways to play with this. We just went down, like, a huge side road. It's good, though. <laughs> um, Scenic route. Yeah, but that's kind of like if both of you don't work in healthcare and one of you does, there's definitely some things to think about. And the last thing I will say, because I, I don't want it to discourage you if, say, like, you're a stenographer and your husband, you know, you want to travel, but, like, he can't take his job remotely. And you're like, should we do it? Should we not? Like, what do you want to do? That... It, it was very easy for us. And again, this goes back to, I don't know what your monthly bills are and expenses and all of that. You It's obviously your own personal situation. So you would have to take a look at what you need every month to survive. But we have been able to live very comfortably off one income. Correct. Obviously, when we both work, it's amazing. And we're going to get into that. But um, we we could we could easily make it work with one of us working. Well, and you can also listen back to our first couple episodes of this podcast. And we will talk about our money situation and how we were literally... We weren't like rolling in the dough when we decided to leave for traveling. We were actually almost you know, $30,000, $40,000 in debt, which was <laughs> insane. And so, and we still climbed out of that with one person working. Well, not, not, not always one not person. Working. Always, no. But like one person working, we were actually making enough money to start really climbing out of that debt, and you know, putting money away, and still enjoying our lives. Yeah, we were able to have a, a comfortable life with one of us working, 100%. and especially again, go back and to listen to that episode where we talk all about like the money and kind of where we were before we started traveling, because that's a really good one. But um, what was I just going to say? I think you were talking we were coming from Florida. I oh. Think that's where you're going with it. Because we are coming from Florida. So, again, you you have to assess your own situation. But we are coming from Florida where we already weren't making that much money. So, with one of us working as a traveler, we actually made more than both of us working in Florida. Correct. We digress. Okay. Something to think about. Yeah. Let's move but on again, to the pros. Just remember, everything is figureoutable. Marie Forleo. Exactly. If you really want it, you can figure it out. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. Okay. Pros. Let's jump into the pros. So these are the pros of traveling. We're coming. Okay. We're doing a full circle moment because we just went down a huge tangent of if one of you doesn't work in healthcare, we're coming back now to both of you work in healthcare. Both of you are going to be out there looking for contracts. So now we're going to dive into the pros of two healthcare professionals that are going to start traveling together. I love it. Painted picture. I see it. Got it? Yes. All right. Let's do it. Okay. Number one. You get the built-in travel buddy. Um, you know, if, if you don't actually meet people, um, you always have each other to adventure with. Um, it's very rare that you don't meet people. Um, that's usually on you, which we'll kind of dive into. But you do have that comfort zone of going to a new place with your built-in travel buddy. Yeah. And especially if you guys like doing adventures with each other, I could go down another scenic route. Kim and I actually like each other as much as love each other. Sometimes. The van tested that. Van tested that. <laughs> Very much so. Hey! But Just we worked it out. We're still sitting here in the bed together doing our podcast. So um, we travel well together. We like being around each other. We're each other's best friends. Um, and so with that being said... You, I have my built-in travel buddy that I never feel scared to go anywhere with. Yeah, it's nice to know that you get somewhere and you have all these places, right? One of the best things about traveling is like you get somewhere and you make a list of all the cool things you want to go and experience, right? That's why we do this, a lot of us. And so you know that everything you want to go do, you've got your person that's going to come with you. And you don't have to think of like, am I going to go do this alone or any of that? So that's a huge pro. I love that. We go everywhere together. And we we always have, like, our go-to person to adventure with. Yeah. 
the other part of that is you don't get lonely, right? And But that's almost like a weird thing too, because you don't get lonely, but then you're like, get away from me. Well, <laughs> do you feel that way? No, I'm just saying like you want that separation too, because you know, you're kind of in the car together, you're driving together, then you get yeah, to a place sure. together and you don't have any friends, you don't have any escape. Oh, it's just you. Well, which we're gonna get into okay. on, on the cons. You're All jumping right. ahead, you Sorry. always go like fast forward like through everything. I know. That's we're gonna get into that on one of the Sorry. cons, but the point is is that foreshadowing. You don't you don't get lonely. Let's be real. Like one of the things about traveling is that you you can get lonely if you're a solo traveler mm-hmm. and you miss home, you miss family, you miss familiarity, right? Like all of those things. When you're traveling as a couple, you don't get as lonely because again, you have your person with you, right? You have your piece of home with you, your comfort with you. And I think that at least for me, that's a huge bonus of just like, I always have you with me no matter what. Well, and I can, I can relate that to when you were working and I was, you know, home for the first time, first time by myself was I had a lot of time to think it's quiet. I wasn't distracted as I normally was at home because when you're at home in your comforts, you just know where to go to be distracted. And so all of a sudden you get on the road as a lone, as a solo traveler. And now you're not, um, it's quiet and you have a lot of time to think. And so you naturally kind of revert to that, you know, I miss home. I'm lonely. I don't know what to do with my time, blah, blah, blah. Right. So we can easily distract each other. And, you know, it's a lot of fun having your travel buddy. Exactly. Okay. Moving on. Um, another huge pro is money. Mm-hmm. So if you are both working, like we said before, there's times that one of us will just take a contract or <gasps> whoa, whoa. How is what like, was that? That was like intense. It was okay. Let's do that. That was again. like a burp hiccup. That was just air coming yeah. from like my soul. <laughs> okay, so moving on, money. So this is a big one. If you are both working, you can make a shit ton of money. And so we just said before, there's been times that only one of us has been working, or one of us starts a contract and the other one will find something, say a month or two in. We've been able to support ourselves that way very easily. But when both of us are working, let me just tell you, man, we make such good money together. And that is how we have really been able to get ahead by paying off all of our debts, paying down our bills, saving a shit ton of money so we can now travel the world. Like it is such a great way to make money when you can both land a contract. Just Just put it into perspective here. Kim and I started a contract. I started in May in Oroville. Kim started in June. Same hospital, same department, which is very rare. We usually either do two different hospitals um, in the same city or something like that. But this was the first time we were in the same small hospital. But we started a month apart. In that time, we worked eight months. We were able to pay off $40,000 in debt. We were able to put 30 plus away in, in savings and now travel the world for a year without having to do another contract because of all the money we put away and paid off all that debt in one full contract. Exactly. And one of the cool perks about traveling is that you get a housing stipend. And so when you're traveling as a couple, like we both get one, right? We both get a housing stipend, right? It's included in our pay package, but it's tax free, but we only need to use one of them. Mm -hmm. And so what we did is we lived only on Aaron's paycheck. Like it was like, this is what we pay bills with. This is how we live. This is what we do everything with and my paycheck we didn't even look at it it was like it didn't exist and all of that just went into savings 
or before it went into savings, it went towards paying off debt. Mm-hmm. And so it's a really great opportunity to make some money. And I love when both of us are able yeah, to. Yeah, and we also simplified our life enough to where I was able to put money in savings from my paycheck as well. So oh, it just, yeah. it just amplified everything. Right. But mine was just secondary. Yeah. It even, was just like, yeah. whatever. Okay. Moving on. Taking Moving time on. off. Taking time off. I feel like we kind of already touched on this. We did. We did. Working on other passions and stuff. Yeah. So we kind of already talked about this. But we I, can actually go ahead. If you have something to add. Yeah, because we talked about it a little bit as if one of you works in healthcare and the other one doesn't, but if both of you work in healthcare, it really is a great opportunity that if you wanted to take some time, so say you wanted to start a passion project or you wanted some time to do X, Y, and Z, one of you can work and take a contract and the other one can stay home and take care of the household and use that time to work on other things. Let me flip that as well. This is also one of the ways to prevent healthcare traveler burnout is literally being like, yo, I've been crushing it and like... Is there any way that you could take this assignment? I'll take this one off. The next one, I'll work, you take off, and then we'll both get one together and kind of work that out because it is so easily adaptable in that way. But it also is a cool way um, to go to a location that you specifically want. Because mm-hmm. if one of you is like, yo, let me, we really want to go to San Fran. I'm going to put in for the job because I have a, you know, or, or it hits to where you have the job and the other one doesn't be like, fine, let's just go and enjoy ourselves and you have the time off, I'll work and then we'll switch it up. Um, right. And it does give you a little bit more flexibility. Say if we knew we wanted to go to Boston and we told our recruiters like, listen, we want to go to Boston. This is the location we want. Let, like, let's look at the jobs for both me and Aaron and we're going to pick Whoever ends up getting the job is the one that's going to go because we both, that's where we want to go. So one of the other pros is not having to make all the decisions alone. And I think this is a really big deal because there's, there is a big, such big, such thing. There is a such thing as uh, decision burnout. We see that a lot. I think decision burnout comes faster than the physical burnout. Mm -hmm. Um, But as travelers, we have to make a lot of decisions that are very critical and we have to make them very fast and we have to trust our gut and you have to learn to do that but when you're traveling as a couple you kind of have that quick and easy way to bounce things off of each other and see who feels what and does this feel right to you what do you want to do where do you want to go boom 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 make the decision and bam I mean Kim and I are very good at that we've heard a lot of people say that like you guys are really good at making decisions quickly Um, So maybe that's not a skill of yours or maybe it's just something we're blessed with. But it is nice to have that couple to bounce off the ideas with. I think that we've that's been something we've learned over time because we listen to our guts always 100 percent. We listen to our guts. We feel into it. We both talk it out and we make a decision and what feels right. Period. End of story. And then we move on. Yeah. But yes, it's nice to have somebody to bounce that off of. So that's definitely one of the pros is that you're not making all those decisions by yourself all the time. And I'll also flip that to also say it also helps with extensions and it also helps with making decisions easily with interviews because I can always blame it on Kim. True. And I always, hey, let me talk to my wife. If I'm really not feeling the interview went very well, I'll be like, you know, hey, let me talk it over with my wife. I'll make sure that my... um your recruiter gets right back with you with my decision. Thank you for your time. See you later. Um, and also with extensions, it'd be like, well, you know, Kim's going to work this one, so I'm not going to extend. 
Um, but yeah, thank you for your time, blah, blah, blah. So it's nice to have that escape goat, uh, with your totally. partner. Yeah. We can use each other as excuses quite yeah. a bit in life. And still stay on the up and up. Yeah. Cause... What is that? It's our fire alarm. Do we have to get out? Yeah. Is there a fire? What the hell? Do we need to get it? Babe, we need to get our stuff. Okay, so that was real life. I mean, if we would have had supporters or sponsors of the show, that'd have been a good time to really like get your attention to add it in there. I like that the you know? siren. Yeah. This this episode is brought to you by Traveler School. Check okay. it out on KimandAaronG.com. Okay. Now back to the episode. You were like legit, like throwing all of your stuff outside. Like I was, like, dude. I was, I was panicking. Yeah. I was like, we're getting you, like, everything. Ran out butt naked with just like your computer <laughs> and like hiking boots on. Dude, I literally grabbed my camera, my hard drive, my backpack, like, and I was like, leave the clothes. We'll get new clothes. Let's like I don't go. care about the clothes. Yeah. Grab your computer, and I'm like, what the hell? Like we're in a hotel room, but on both sides of our room are like doors that go right outside. So. It's not like we're trapped in a building. We just have to, like, open the door and run out. That's why I said we have time to get and our stuff. A fire extinguisher right there. Yeah. Anyway, Anywho. back to the episode. Okay. Back to your regular programmer. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> Regularly scheduled program? Whatever. Yeah. Okay. Last one. I think we pretty much... We, yeah, we did. Yeah, we hammered that home. Okay. So, the last pro, and then we're going to jump into the con, cons, is you get help with packing and moving out like this kind of is just a no-brainer but as we travel right we're moving around every couple of months essentially that comes with the physical act of packing up and loading your car and driving wherever you're going and unpacking and getting set up and honestly it's just nice to have four pairs of hands it and does. some extra help i do want to add to that is one this is some relationship advice for you mm communicate people i know everybody says communicate but on top of communicating know what you're good at like have have a system kim and i have a system and she is fantastic at getting on the phone canceling our cable canceling our power getting things arranged logistically where i'm just good at packing boxes and moving it into the vehicle like yeah it's my skill i just get focused and i put things away and i get them out to the car and i get things clean and kim helps a little bit with that of putting things into the bins but she's very logistical like she will handle our moving out our our notice um the apartment stuff like and then we clean together i feel like i'm kind of the organizer and i get everything rolling and organized and get a system in place and i do pack you do let's be real like i i pack i pack all of my own stuff and I and I but you're kind of the mover you're like the mule you (laughs) you're like the 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 muscle yeah and so that being said traveling as a couple that's a huge perk because if you're traveling solo you have to do all of that stuff by yourself now granted you'll have less stuff because we have double the things because we're two people um but it's nice to have the help but i think that's what i was getting at was it's just nice to know when we go to move we have our roles right kim just gets on it and starts doing it there are times that she's like hey can you handle this for me absolutely um I'll, i'll pick up here and there what she needs me to pick up but 
in the most part, I know what my role is moving out and Kim knows what her role is moving out. Like I make sure the Jeep is good, that the oil is changed, the wheels are good. All that kind of stuff is taken care of for our next drive. Even the route we're going to take, I take care of that while she handles most of the logistics and then helps pack bins. Exactly. We each have our roles and it's helpful to so have. So create roles and talk about create it. Create roles. So everybody knows what their job is. And again, we've been doing this for a long time. So now it's like, it's just kind of this like unspoken knowing we when it's time for the move to come we kind of both just do what needs to be done and before we know it we look around and everything's done and we're like cool close the door lock it up move on to the next yeah right? i mean one of our last youtube videos we actually kind of showed the whole process minus you having the flu well, i had the flu i was still, basically in bed eating soup giving you orders so. but it was still literally the first time we've ever filmed the whole process yeah which is kind of what i prefer if i could just like <laughs> sit in bed and eat soup and like oh, no, and ring your little bell yeah like that's my dream yeah i love being taken care of yeah. okay let's move in to the cons so dum, dum, dum. here we go number one this is a big one and this comes up a lot and we get a lot of questions about this but not being able to find jobs together. Mm -hmm. And that's just part of it. You may not always find a job at the same time, at the same location, together on the very day that you want to get started. It's just a fact. Small print. That also depends on your specialty. If you both are cath lab, you're going to have no problem. Now, maybe it's not the same facility, but there's usually multiple jobs as nurses on different floors and multiple jobs in the cath lab um, and mind you, Kim and I have found IR and ultrasound relatively together as well, but it does depend on your modality. Yeah. And so what we do and what's worked well for us is there's been a couple of times when just one of us has worked and that's been perfectly fine like we've already talked about. But a lot of times what we do is one of us will kick it off. So say Aaron finds a job, which is typically what happens. Mm -hmm. And then we'll get there, get started, get the ball rolling. And then I'll typically find something a little bit into his contract where it ends up being like he ends and I continue to work. Yeah. I also want to back that up a little bit for logistics, for a little bit more value is we go into our conversations with our recruiter and say, if there's not an ultrasound and IR job present right now, where do you normally see the pattern of ultrasound jobs popping up? And if you see that, is there an IR location? Is there an IR job already there? Let's shoot for that. And like a lot of times, like for instance, that happened in Seattle. He was like, I have an IR job in Seattle. We see ultrasound jobs pop up there all the time. We don't have one currently, but I guarantee you within the three months, we're going to have one. And sure enough, I started at Harborview and not a couple months later, Virginia Mason popped up yeah. and Kim got the job because we were already there. We were already established. Bing, bang, boom. Next thing you know, Kim, I finish and Kim works out the rest of her. And that can be kind of a gamble sometimes. But, it is. But again, we... If you're in a position where you can make it work with just one of you working, it takes the pressure off. And so we re like when we went to Stanford, you went to Stanford Children's to help build the pediatric pediatric department I didn't have a job at that point and so we got there and you started and then I ended up getting a travel job at Stanford adults mm -hmm. so usually it happens that way that being said that's gonna happen in like your bigger cities but it Pro also happened in Bellingham that's true that in is a true. small hospital Mount Vernon and I worked at St. Joe's yeah 
That is true. So I would ask your recruiter, again, if you're in a place that we always started off with, is there anything for both of us right now that you see? And if they're like, not in this very moment, then we'll say, okay, this is kind of what we're thinking. Where's the market at with, you know, ultrasound and IR and who should start? And can right. we just kind of have the conversation Correct. and get the ball rolling with that? And then we make the decision on that. Or we'll just be like, screw it. We really want to go to San Diego. I'm going to take a job. And it happened there again as well. I started in San Diego and sure enough, Palomar popped up and boom, you got a contract there. It has always worked out like that. Always. So don't be afraid to just one of you get started and then the other one can go have a little bit of time. And then typically you'll find something after that. In Oroville, this is honestly, we've been traveling for eight years. This is the first time that there was a job for both of us at the same hospital around the same exact time. They were hiring at least at the same time. I ended up starting a month after Aaron, but this was a really small town and a small hospital, Mm -hmm. but they knew they needed travelers to come in and we really lucked out with that one. And that was awesome. So anyhow, okay. Number two, con housing, which we said in the first one is a pro Mm-hmm. Because we each get a housing stipend, mm-hmm. and then we typically always try to find the cheapest place possible, and we you know don't even use one of the stipends and save the money. That being said, as a couple, we are a couple, we value privacy, we want our alone time, like we're not trying to crash in someone's house, and so we typically will get an apartment or not typically, we always get an apartment. Well, hence the reason why we're in a hotel and we have a van in the uh, parking lot because we want space. I don't want to be confined to some bedroom uh, for the most of our time that we're actually home. Right. And so why it's a con is that if you are a solo traveler, then you and you're open to it, there's definitely lots of opportunities to rent rooms, especially in more expensive cities like a San Francisco or a Boston or something. Like if you're open to renting a room, you'll end up saving a lot more money from your housing stipend. That being said, even if I was a solo traveler and I've taken a contract away from Aaron, I still will spend more money to have my own space because I just value that so much of coming home and just having my own quiet space where I don't want to have to share with anybody. I so, agree. I would not rent a room either. Yeah. Um, that's just not my thing. Um, I like to have my own space. I would do like a little studio or something because um, I don't need much. And again, this is coming from the mentality, even going into housing. Um, if you both are traveling, you both get a gig and you don't mind spending the money, then you'll be fine. I mean, you can find anything anywhere. You know, you could get a four bedroom house if you wanted to, because the housing stipends are usually, especially doubled. Um, But, you know, Kim and I go into everything where we choose to make the most money possible. And we found that we can save the most money in our housing stipend. So that's why we always find our own housing. And so we find the cheapest, simplest place possible. Exactly. Okay. Next one. Uh, Make, you tend to make more friends on, okay, this is my personal opinion in, in just having like solo traveling friends, but you you can make more friends as a solo traveler. Like being a couple, you're coupled up. Like we talked about before, you have your built-in travel buddy. You'll tend to go do things together a lot and you're more inclined sometimes to say no to social things because you don't necessarily have to make friends. Right. No, and I think that was the biggest thing is, you know, a lot of times people will be like, hey, we're all going to go out to a happy hour. But my first thought is, ooh, like Kim and I have a training to do tonight and we have, you know, I don't know where she's at tonight and blah, blah, blah. I kind of wanted to have dinner with her. 
Um, and then it's that whole thing. If you guys are both open to it, then fantastic. But I tend to go there first, where if I was solo, I'd be like, absolutely, let's go to dinner. That sounds great. Right, because you don't have your other person there, so you're kind of more like chopping at the bit Mm -hmm. to get out there, say yes to things, meet friends, because without doing that, without putting yourself out there, then you're not going to build community. And as a couple, you kind of already have community built into your relationship. So I, I say that's a con, just because solo travelers, at least my friends, tend to put themselves out there more but as a couple if that and we kind of have a different case we meet people everywhere we go and we we make friends everywhere we go but because we have you know an online business and we have a lot of projects going on and we have a lot of things when we're not working we're working together in our business so we definitely tend to say no to more things and if we were just like going to work and doing whatever from there then our free time would be more about being social. Well, you have to make choices when you're an entrepreneur and you work. And those choices, we've realized, our relationship is not going to take a cut. Our health and fitness is not going to take a cut. So the one place that we've decided to cut back on is social. Yeah. So that's exactly. just our choice. Okay. Moving on to... Oh, cool. This is the last one. Yeah, and this is, this is a big one. This is a big one. This is a con. So... Traveling, and depending on where you are in your relationship, but it can either make or break your relationship. Because, again, thinking about it, like traveling is a completely different lifestyle. You're out of your comfort zone, you're away from family, you're away from your friends and your routines and like your normal life. And it can add a lot of pressure, right? Like we talked about, there's lots of decisions to make, there's more stresses, there's more unknowns and obstacles and challenges and things that come up that when you are constantly together, in a car, driving, in an apartment, all of the things, and you don't have other outlets, it can cause friction. 100%. And I always say, I, I actually been giving this suggestion to new couples. Um, like, you know, if you guys like feel like you're good and you feel like this is the one, literally take two weeks off and go travel somewhere very confined together. And that will really let you know like how much... Like a van much, in New Zealand? Like a van in New <laughs> okay. Zealand. Like rent a van and drive through New Zealand for two weeks okay. and see how strong you are. Because even Kim and I, who love each other very much, like had some... Had some, had some stuff come some up. Some stuff come up in the van because of how close and different stresses and comfort zones and things like that that and, we had to work through. Well, right. And just like being, again, like using the example of us being in a van like we've been together 12 years and things were coming up because we were out of our comfort zone it was a transitional period we were completely out of like our normal way of living and there was no space there was no separation it was just us in that van and nowhere to escape and so yeah again that made us stronger because a lot of stuff came up that we were able to work through and get and to grow and so that can either build up your relationship because you turn together and you work on the things and you get closer or it could cause some 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 friction friction. some cracks in the relationship depending on where you are in your relationship the other thing is a big one is that one person may love the travel lifestyle And the other one, like, may not be into it. Ready to settle down. And that could be, that could be hard. That's why you really, I mean, again, they always say, like, 
you know, what's the key to good relationships? It's communication. Well, I, I mean, I, I agree to a certain point, but like you can communicate from a surface level and just be like, we're great communicators. But if you're not communicating from a deep way, and I think this is why I love traveler school so much is because we do have that, what's your why for traveling? And just that exercise alone, if you take the time, you take 30 minutes of quiet, you turn off the TV, turn off the radio, put the kids to bed, and you and your significant other sit down across the room in a quiet area and write this exercise out, you can really get to know each other and know why you want to travel. And then you can have the difficult conversations right from the bat to even see if it's a good fit for you. Because things do pop up that you cannot even fathom in your head. And you have to either look at each other and know that you're going to get stronger and want to get stronger or just go your separate ways. And Kim and I want to be stronger. And just this van in New Zealand is we're about to go home, drive across the country and then take off for a year around the world. And I said, if these stresses that we have in New Zealand are, you know, making us go at it with each other, we need to take these times and be stronger because then going off on our year it's going to be simple because we've already like reached a bottom point and now we're just going to climb up. Yeah, a hundred percent. And being living outside of your comfort zone, which is what traveling is all about, will bring all of that stuff up to the surface and it will heighten everything. And so that's just part of it. That's going to happen. Right. And so, yeah, I'm grateful for those times because I feel like, you use them as a way to work on your stuff and get better and move on. But that's not always the case depending on where you're at. And so it's something to think about and reflect on as you make this step together. So if you are kind of feeling like your relationship is on the outs and you guys should travel and that could really help you kind of push the other one out the door. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. In a very, in a very amical. Amlicable way of just like, well, I guess this life doesn't work. I'm sorry. I really enjoy this. So we'll have to go our separate ways. Or you guys will get strong and you'll realize they're the partner for you forever. You're a savage. I'm just saying. It was just, <laughs> I gave that suggestion to somebody at work. Wow. <laughs> like, if you think, hey, why don't you guys go travel together? And if it doesn't work, that's an easy way to just be like, yo, we our lives don't blend. And I'm going to keep it moving. I'm going to keep it moving. Totally. Thank you for your time. Totally. Here's a parting See gift. <laughs> Open the door. Here's a basket. That's horrible. Is that what you wanted to do Here's to me f- in the van? No, it's the Derek Jeter way. He would give his like dates a fruit basket with a signed baseball, and like out the door they'd go. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's like horrible. jerseys and stuff. You would put together a package. That's disgusting. I know, but I was just who would want that? It's a joke, but okay. On that note, that note, that's pretty much that's, that's pretty it. much the 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 skinny. And so, hopefully, listening to this to give you some insight and let us know head over to the podcast where you are leave us a review or just give us some feedback what did you take away from this episode do you want to travel or are you like nope i'm I'm out i'm tapped out what what do you feel what did you take away from this we'd love to hear from you Um, we actually had a message last night on instagram a dm uh, that basically said that her and her husband binged our um podcast our podcast and they realized they're gonna they're gonna do it they were gonna go they were gonna wait but now they're just gonna go they're just gonna jump in because you only live once and kim and i were like this is why we do this this i mean those are the (laughs) those kinds of comments are what keep 
me going. It's what keeps this going. It's what keeps us showing up every week and, and doing this because that is our whole intention and purpose is to be able to share any insight we have, any experience we have, any tips or wisdom that we can share just from what we've learned and inspire other people or give them support or give them the tools they need or hear something to be like, oh my gosh, I'm doing it. I'm I'm doing it. I'm going for it. I'm excited. And to be able to show other people what's possible. So to hear back from you and hear your takeaways means the world to us. And I mean, if you guys don't believe it. that, we're literally in New Zealand on our last day. It is a gorgeous 60 degrees and sunny. We are surrounded by water and mountains and we are in our hotel room recording this podcast yep. it's because of how much we love it like i literally woke up this morning excited to do this podcast so that yeah. just goes to show you we love hearing from you guys it's because of you guys that we do this um and so yeah please don't hesitate to reach out and if you have any specific topics you want us to share about we're doing i mean again like this is of our life and we're healthcare travelers. And obviously this next year we're going to be traveling the world. And so a lot of the things that are going to be coming up for us are going to be based around this big year of travel. And so we're going to be weaving in a lot of our own stuff that we're learning on the road, but we're also here to talk about healthcare traveling and add tips and tricks and all that to help you know, support other travelers. And so if you have any specific topics you want us to cover or anything, email us, let us know, DM us uh, at Kim and Aaron G on Instagram, let us know. Um, we just like hearing from you guys. And I will say, again, we have our Travel Life Freedom and Scrubs Facebook group that is free to everybody where we have tons and tons and tons of logistical trainings about healthcare traveling. So with the podcast, we like to keep it light. We like to talk about a lot of you know, different topics that, that might come up for you, like like this one, yeah. pros and cons Perfect. of traveling as a couple. But will we want to get into explaining bill rates and, and tax homes? Oh, God, and no. We're not doing that on this podcast. So if you really are looking for that, Go to Travel Life School. Freedom and Scrubs or Traveler School is is what you're going to want. Exactly. So I'm glad just, that you said that. That's our, yeah. Perfect. All right. On that note, we are going to run. We will see you next week. We will be back stateside. We will. It's our last episode in New Zealand. Yep. We're also planning on hopefully doing one of our first interviews coming up yep. with our good friend and travel mentor and awesome traveler herself, Laura Latimer from Nomadicare. So hopefully we'll get that in. Yeah, for sure. And we'll see you guys next week. Yep. Bye. Bye.